of the Daleks. All enemies of the Daleks must be destroyed. Exterminate them. Exterminate them. Exterminate them. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. This time out, we're talking about the Day of the Daleks with John Pertwee's Doctor. And I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. And this was 1972. Two. Actually, it it, it was on January... The first episode was on January 1st, 1972. So it started off the year. Day of the Daleks. How does this rank with other Dalek stories? How does this rank with Doctor Who stories? It's not the worst Dalek story. No. You said that. You say about everything. <laughs> it's not the worst one, but it's not the best one. Well, the worst either. one are some of the ones that Martha writes, but... Uh, it was a little confusing. <clears throat> How so? Uh, I could Well, it took me a while to figure out who the, the gorilla people were. And the... I just, it was just a little confusing. The, um... Annette and the other two guys she kept arguing with. Oh, yeah, Annette and, uh, uh, what's his name? Boaz. Sure, uh, and, and Boaz, yeah. Um... Yeah, it's Annette. It's like the Terminator, right? This, this yeah, they go story. back, they go back... They're going back in time to... Kill Sir Reginald Stiles, because the, it, the World War Three starts... And the Daleks swoop in and invade Earth. Yeah. Um, I thought the story was pretty solid. Um, I do like this story. I thought there was some pretty good action scenes. There was a lot of, from what I can remember, Pertwee sitting around having tea with the enemy and stuff, which might have slowed the story down a little bit. This was four parts? Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, it was the beginning of Season 9. Um... So I, I thought the plot was pretty solid. The inclusion of the Daleks was okay. Uh, I have the Daleks were more of a background character in this. Yeah, movie. they yeah. weren't. It, I don't. It was strange that it was called Day of the Daleks because they weren't yeah. a huge part of it. It was the Ogrons. Ogrons yeah, were. I, I'm not a big fan of Ogrons. Um, I think they're, they're not a, the best. I, I make fun of them, and, and um, they're 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 not. They're. they're they're not poorly designed necessarily, and one of the things that I always used to hate when Pertwee said this, and one time at a convention I almost said, no, you're wrong, Pertwee, was when he talked about how he liked how the makeup and stuff like that, where they were on the lip or whatever. I just didn't think they were, because when they, they talked, they sounded like, oh, maybe they were supposed to talk like that, but I, I didn't like them too much. But they were, they were more of a comedy relief, maybe. And I remember laughing quite a bit when they were running after them and stuff. It was like lumbering along. I like the whole twist in it, where the rebels are going, or the girls are going, the rebels are going back, and they end up creating their own future because they screw up. Yeah. And so they're like, in the, as their doctor says, you're trapped in a paradox. You're going back. You will create your own future. And this is. It's funny because when you mention Doctor Who, it's about time travel, but very, I shouldn't say very rarely, but up to this point, there hadn't been so many episodes 
that dealt with actual time travel, like Space Museum, they saw themselves in the future. Um, this was another temporal thing going on. Most of the time, it's just a, a time travel in Doctor Who is to get from one place to another or mm -hmm. another time. But to actually deal with time, it's obviously it's more frequent these days, but um, this was one example of that. And I thought it was pretty good for the most part. Um, you know, a little bit of unit in it, good, a pretty good fight at the end. Yeah. You know. Kind of dealt with, you know, real world type stuff like the Chinese and all that. The threat of okay. the brink of war. You know, because it was during the nuclear age and all that. But instead of saying Russians, they said Chinese or whatever. I love when John Pertwee's doctor deals with idiots and deals with people like, was it Reginald or whatever his name oh, was? Oh, the, right? the controller? No, the, the oh, guy. Oh, Sir Reginald Stiles? Yeah, he just goes in there and, the, and, and maybe even the military too where the guy says something and he then just says, you're an idiot and stuff like that. And I do like how he, he reacts to people and stuff like that. I'm I, not the biggest fan when he boasts about knowing someone or, uh, you know, like. I know what you're, you know, I'm, you know, because I just don't like that part of it, but the re the other stuff is, is pretty good. There was some good stuff with, um, is this the one where Benton was going to make something or something? And oh, Joe went out to give him some cheese and wine and uh, Yates catches him. Oh, yeah. And then he, and Yates ends up eating the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because it's the one where uh, per, uh, the third doctor just helps himself to Styles' uh, cheese and wine cellar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, it, I like how they just went in and made themselves at home, and the guy's like, well, "How dare you, the, up, the upper British, you know, coming in and getting brought down by, you know, like you don't know what you're talking about, and that you're in trouble, and blah blah blah." Yeah, like no, no, it was a nightmare, and he says, "Did your nightmare make the the, the muddy footprints on the floor?" Yeah. And they show him the gun when they find the gun, the disintegrator gun, and he's like, turns white. Yeah, so I, I thought this was a pretty good episode. It's not one I think of a lot. I, I tend to forget about it because there's a lot of episodes I like better than this, but it's something that I don't have a major problem with. I can't picture in my memory something that I didn't like really. I don't, I don't think the bad guy was really that good. The guy dressed in black, what's his name? Oh, the controller. The controller, yeah, right, was, I guess, but he's kind of typical. Yeah, he's the typical. Oh, I'm gonna take over the world type thing. The only thing he did was get all the information from Joe, who's being naive. Oh, it's a blah 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 blah. Uh, yeah. You like Joe? No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't her best moment. She has a lot of those. The guy, the controller guy, reminded me of. Guy who was helping the Daleks build the Chrysler building during the Depression, the two-parter with David Tennant when he was like okay. in the hobo camp. Yeah. Remember, and there was that guy in spats and this shiny suit, kind of supposed to be mafia, probably. Vaguely. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I tried to forget that Dalek episode. Yeah, but this guy was painted was like he had silver 
well, no, makeup and his idea, hands were silver. The idea is that Daleks always get these yeah. same type of people to help. All the stuff. Yeah, all the people in that control room were like had like silver tint to them. Oh, did they? Yeah, you didn't notice that. What? Well, is this? Well, they all looked very gray. Yeah, they all look gray. Like they haven't seen the sunlight <laughs> in years. But they, they were like this face they was, were, they was were silver. They were working on the. Time. computer yeah. or whatever they were supposed to be working um, on and is the is the actor who plays the controller is, is he in another doctor episode? I don't think so. Uh, I keep visualizing um, someone from Robots of Death, but anyways, um what would you think, you know, beyond uh well so you didn't like Joe. I I mean I, you know, she was another dippy female yeah. and, uh, and that bugs me I mean I get it for the time period but um, she's probably the dippiest of the moment, I right? find it annoying <laughs> to watch it wasn't bad I mean it was watchable it yeah. was it was wow thumbs up we got watchable we got I like the old, the one um, in the lighthouse too that we watched yeah. um, but yeah I mean I don't I'm not I'm, I'm not big on the old ones yeah, that's fine I watched them, <laughs> except for the Tenth Planet. I watched two episodes. I couldn't take it. Anymore. So you, you've seen? You, have you seen any classic Doctor Who episodes of the Daleks in it besides this one? No, I think this is the I first thing so. you did. So what? What do you? Because you know what the Daleks are like in the new show. What? Are, what are they? I thought they were pretty similar. Yeah, they're not. Like you said, they're not in this one that much. They're more like a background yeah. character. Yeah, they much. weren't. They weren't. Yeah, they don't change. Yeah. Except now they can fly. Well, they flew in. They went up the stairs in this in the classic group too. Oh, did they? Yeah, yes. later on. I thought that was a thing. Dogs can't climb stairs. Yeah, but there was a. They did a. It was a later episode where they they do it for the first time, and it's like shock. I what mean, the Daleks are just ridiculous looking as a as a a thing. Yeah. You know, they look like a pepper pot. Mm -hmm. Well, this is their first appearance since Evil the Daleks. They've been away for yeah, they've been away for a long for a long time. So, um, so this must have gotten a good reaction from the fans back in 1972 because you know the Daleks are back. You know they haven't. Yeah. This has been like six years since they've been. Six Did they recycle the bad guys back then the way they do now? What do you mean? Well, you know, the Cybermen have appeared a lot. The Daleks. Oh yeah, the Daleks did because they were immensely popular. Well, like during the Troughton three years that he had, the Cybermen were in it. What, how many times? One, two, three, four times. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's almost every year you would get a Dalek and Cybermen story. Okay. Um, not all the time, but usually they try to do that once. Two in one season. And there's always Autons too, right? No. No, I, mean, uh, I mean, there's only been three Auton stories. Well, four if you count Rory. No, I don't count Rory. <laughs> Three Auton stories total. Two in Pertwee and one in um, Eccleston for Rose. Yeah. What about the Santa Claus ones? Those those aren't Autons. Yeah, those weren't Autons? What about the Clockwork Men? Those aren't well, Autons. The, the Autons are, are the nesting consciousness. Everything else you're talking about are just robots and... Okay. It's not, you know, if, if the hand doesn't come apart with a gun... You know, the Santa ones did? Yeah, but the, I think it was, were they? No, they didn't. They they were. They had guns, but I don't think they were real. The yeah. instruments were the guns. Maybe they're cousins to Autons, but. Oh, <laughs> I thought their hands came. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the. 
Yeah, maybe I'll well, didn't fight the Daleks that much. He maybe three times. Planet, Planet death, death, and day. Am I missing? I'm not missing. No, no. I think that's it. That death was. Well, Tom Baker's doctor only faced the Daleks twice, and that was in seven years, <laughs> the seven seasons he did. So they, they didn't overuse them. They were overused. The chase. There was episodes of Dalek Master where they just overused the Daleks a little bit too much. They were on TV a lot. Terry Nation at the time, when he was still alive, wanted to reel him back because he didn't want to overuse them. They became silly. So nowadays, I think that still is in effect. They don't use the Daleks constantly. So that's why they pick and choose. I think they've used them almost every... They've used them, they've used them every season. They've made an appearance. In the new show every season? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, I think Including so. in the year they did the specials, because they showed up in the flashback sequence on the Waters of Mars. Oh. And maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe they feel they have to bring them out. Or, and there might be a thing where they can't bring them out more often. They can't do a whole season with Daleks in every episode, which is good. They don't want to do that, but... Um, What do you think of the, the way they got around the time travel by using those devices? Because he's usually, you know, that he's exiled on Earth, so he can't use the TARDIS. So they have a time travel episode without using the TARDIS. It yeah. looks like the Vortex Manipulator. Uh -huh. Like an early version. Yeah. yeah, that was fine. It's kind of cool. It looked like an old transistor radio. <laughs> I thought they handled time travel pretty good in this episode for the most part. And, um... Yeah. Well, what do you think of the unit, the brigadier, and all of them? I like him a lot. I like unit. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a good unit episode for the most part. Not overdone, you know. But the thing was, which they fixed in the special edition, only there are only three Daleks that showed up yeah. in 20th Century Earth. But when they redid it with the special edition, they made more, so yeah. that it would look like it was an army instead of just. Two old grunts and three Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> and there were a lot of editing issues in this one. Whenever they had the parts, when they did the flashback, you know how they always make what happened to lead up to the flashback, they always had the, 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 the theme song start up and it would stop. And then it would go to the next, um, how they would resolve the cliffhanger. This one had like a lot of editing problems. Yeah. Wasn't this one also the first one that they used? Flashback where they used where they, the Daleks had him on like that night probe thing. They were showing pictures of the first and second Doctor. Maybe. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that's the day of the Daleks. Thanks for listening.